Welcome back to another episode of the Creekside Podcast. Tune in each week with Drew and James to hear a relevant conversation about a biblical topic. Thanks for joining. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Creekside Podcast. I'm James. I'm Drew. And we're here to talk about the church. I believe this is episode number eight. Today we're going to be talking about what does it mean to serve my church? Yeah, so when you say my church, uh, I, I, we are assuming you mean the church that you are a member of, that you have joined to by membership, that you have placed yourself in that body um, for its benefit and for its building up. And so this is a really great question to ask, like how can I be involved in serving my church? Behind that question is the question, why should I serve my church? Well, Jesus himself um, has told us why we should serve the church, um, because it's not the person who is served that is great, but the person who serves others. And you think about the uh, the scene in the the Last Supper where Jesus, the Lord of the universe, gets on his hands and his knees and washes mm-hmm. the disciples' feet. Yeah, uh, that he's uh, whoever would be uh, great among you must be servant of all is what Jesus says. And so the idea of serving the church is not just not just biblical but it is it is very Christ-like yeah. uh, in its in its very core and its very nature. So Christians should have a desire to serve others in the church. Um that that's that's at the baseline. Now there's all kinds of ways that might work out. Before um, we go into that oh, yeah, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you've used a lot of words, membership, church, a lot of these things that we've covered in past podcasts. So I want to go ahead and encourage if you're listening or if you're watching this and this is the first one you've come on, yeah. go back and look at those other things, the the other podcasts that we've done because they do really a, a really good job of explaining what is the church, what is membership, why is that important. Uh, and that's going to, I think, deepen what we're about to go into. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good that's a good word, James. Um what it means to serve the church is directly tied to what we call the mission of the church. And we talked about this, I think, in episode two. Talk about the mission of the church. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand the church's mission, um, then you don't understand how you can serve the church best. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what the church is supposed to do, you don't know how to assist the church in, in what it's doing. Um, so a lot of it's, and, th- and this I think is where a lot of the burnout comes from uh, service in the church. When you think about church service, you know, think about serving in the church, you might think about a couple of couple of particular ministries where people are, you know, constantly tagged for doing all of the work for a particular ministry. They're burnt out there. You know, yeah. they never get a break that the ministry kind of rests on their shoulders. They're the only ones that really help with it. Um, you know, I've known people who have worked with, you know, worked in teaching a children's Sunday school class for like their whole life and they've never really been able to just be in a class themselves or be poured into themselves. Um, all, all those things considered, the, your service of the church is directly tied to what you understand the mission of the church to be. So if you think the mission of the church is to transform culture or it is to um, you know, have a really great thriving community presence, then your service of the church will be, will be different. It will be distinct. Um, and we understand that the church is primarily a primarily to do spiritual work. That's mm-hmm. the primary thing that the church is to do. Not to say it can't ever do anything that is you know uh, physically of benefit to people, um, but it's primarily to do spiritual work because that's the way that the gospel gets um, gets out of you know gets out of Christians' mouths, gets out of the doors of the church. It's for the church to be doing spiritual work. So let me reframe the question: How can what does it mean to serve my church, or how can I serve my church? 
let me reframe that question by saying, how can I promote the ministry of the gospel by serving my church? Mm. Because the primary ministry of the, of the church is the ministry of the gospel. So reframing it that way, where is the gospel most clearly presented? It's going to be at your Sunday morning gathering, Lord willing, that the gospel is proclaimed, uh, that the gospel is that is shared uh, at your Sunday morning gathering, that it is preached with boldness and all authority. That being said, Sunday morning is actually not primarily a time for unbelievers. Mm. Sunday morning is primarily a time for the church, for those who are believers. So it there will there be unbelievers present. I think the New Testament tells us that yes, there will be unbelievers present. But the goal of that is not to cater towards unbelievers who might be there, but to the Christians that you know will be there. And this is this is kind of controversial because of, you know, I would say the past 40 or so years of the church growth movement, the idea was to have like seeker-sensitive services. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea was you create an environment that is uh, appealing to those who are not Christians through various things, you know, music and drama, you know, puppets, I think at one time, were like appealing to people. Yeah. Now it's just kind of creepy. But <laughs> like those, those kinds of things yeah. um, that you think about and that, okay, we can attract people to church with these things. Yeah. And then when they're here, we can give them the gospel. And that, I want to, I want to, I want to commend the heart behind that because that really does have a, a missionary heart that you mm -hmm. want people to hear the gospel. However, I think it's a little bit short-sighted because whenever you give someone, you know, a circus to get them there on Sunday morning and then the next Sunday the circus is gone, yeah. I think the saying is true that what you win them with, you win them to. So yeah. if, if it's the gospel that they hear and that they believe, and then the next week they come back and they hear the gospel, and it's the gospel that draws them to the church. Yeah, they're going to be continually drawn further and further into Christ. If it's the the frills, if it's the bells and whistles, if it's those other things, yeah. I think it's going to be actually a little bit confusing for someone. So that all that being said, that's a roundabout way to say that the Sunday morning gathering is where the gospel is preached, where the gospel is proclaimed. The primary way you as a Christian can serve your church, and this is going to sound controversial, the primary way you as a Christian can serve your church is by showing up on Sunday morning. That's the first step. If you are a Christian and you're looking for a way to serve your church, but you're not present in the worship gathering at the church, that is your first and primary ministry. Yeah. Why would I say that? couple of reasons. First, as a pastor, nothing worries or discourages me more than people who regularly are not present in the worship service who are members of the church. Just think about it. Um, that's the family meal. You know, that's the family time together. And if Susie, you know, if there's five people in my home and there's a girl named Susie that lives in my home that's a part of my family and she's regularly not at the dinner table. Okay, maybe she's sick and she's in her room. Maybe she's gone that, that particular night. But if weeks go by and Susie never shows up at the dinner table, either Susie's actually not a part of the family or something's wrong, something's mm -hmm. in trouble, so, someone's in trouble. So if your pastor is going to preach the gospel and you want to encourage your pastor to preach the gospel, I'm going to say a really easy way 
where you encourage your pastor and to not trouble and worry your pastor, to not make pastoring you to be a burden, just to show up to church as often as you can. Make it a weekly priority. Mm -hmm. Um, Make it something that's a part. It's not a question of if we're going to go to church on Sunday, but what time are we going to get there? You know, are we going to get there early so that we can mix and mingle with people, which is another good idea I'm going to talk about in a second. (laughs) Are we going to get there right on time so that where we've got, maybe you've got to run and get donuts beforehand so you're going to get there right on time, whatever it's going to be. But I think that's the first and primary thing. And I'm not talking about like Sunday school or small groups or things like that beforehand. I'm talking about the main gathering of the church. If you're not there and you're not present, yeah. that you're missing out on your primary area of service to your church. Questions on that? No, I agree 100%. So, and that, and that might sound kind of like, doesn't that seem a little bit passive in your service? You know, if all I'm doing is, is showing up, like I want to serve my church. So if all I'm doing is showing up, like how is that really serving? Well, when you're there, I want you to do a few things when you're at church. One is I want you to sing. Mm-hmm. Two, I want you to listen. Three, I want you to talk to people who are around you. And do those do those three things, okay? Sing the songs that are selected. Even if you don't like them, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, not every song that we sing is always my favorite song. It's not always the easiest song to sing. Not every song we sing They're is your favorite, favorite song, you know? And yeah. so and I think that's a really good thing for us to consider. Sometimes I can serve other people in my church by singing music that they like. Yeah. Um, just just very, very simply. If you've ever been riding in the car with someone and maybe you've got the, you know, the I the iPhone hooked up to your your car and you're you're bebopping along and you've been listening to like death metal, you know, for 30 minutes. Well, maybe I really like death metal, but this guy over here doesn't. Maybe he wants to listen to oldies or wants to listen to classic rock or something like that. Or like a string quartet. Yeah what kind of jerk would I have to be to say, dude, we're listening to my music. We're not listening to what you want. Well, I think sometimes church members can have that kind of attitude when it comes to the music on Sunday morning. So show up and sing. Sing joyfully, sing cheerfully. If the songs are true and they are sung to God and they are sung about God, then you should sing them wholeheartedly, even if it's not your favorite song. And that's another great way to proclaim the gospel. Sure, it's just by singing. That's yeah. right. But that's a way you serve your fellow church member. It's just yeah. by just by singing. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the first thing there. Um, the second thing I said to to show up, uh, to sing, to pay attention. I think is what I said. We'll go with it. We'll go with that. To pay attention. I mean, pay attention during the service. To participate during the service. Um, that when you when the when the preacher begins to preach is not the time to tune out or to take a nap. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bring a notebook, take notes. You know, you know if you want to be on your phone, live tweet the sermon. You know, if there's something that a Bible verse that pops out or something, you know, whatever that might be, that's that's okay. That's so, I think that's socially acceptable. Um, yeah. Do do that during the service to take notes and to participate, um, and then afterwards get to know the people that are around you. Maybe you came in late. Maybe that was one Sunday you struggled to get there on time. Uh, if you don't know the person behind you, turn around and say, hi, I don't think I know you. My name is fill-in-the-blank. And you might say, well, I've been here at this church for a long time, and that conversation now would be kind of uncomfortable that I haven't introduced myself before. Just own that. Just say, hey, I'm sorry I haven't introduced myself before now, but I don't actually know your all's names. Yeah. Like, what's your names? Now, that takes, you got to swallow a little humble pie before yeah. you do that. But that's way better than just not knowing those people's names and just carrying on with your life. Um, It's way better just to go ahead and break down that wall of awkwardness and just go ahead and introduce your people that you sit around at church. Maybe you have a good conversation with them. Maybe that's the end of it. You know, who knows? But at least you've you've made an attempt there at that point. 
I'm going to go and say that's your basic area of service as mm-hmm. a Christian. If you're not doing at least that, then there are ways you could be doing a better job of serving your church. Now, on top of that, what else is your church involved in doing? I'm, I'm sure if you have a, a church that has um, a desire to proclaim the gospel, I'm sure there are some small groups, ministries. Um, be involved in in a, in a small group, whatever that looks like, maybe whether it's home groups or community groups. Be involved and don't just be an attender, be a contributor. Um, and that you might not lead every small group, but let's say a small group meets at someone's house. Can you, you know, can you... Text the person whose house that is and say, hey, what can I bring this week? Or what do I, you know, what, what is there food I can provide? Can I just bring like the, the plastic ware, the cups and the plates and the knives and the forks and stuff so you don't have to do the dishes? Like little ways to, to serve. And that's not super hard. It might take a trip yeah. to Walmart. If you think enough ahead, you could probably just order it on Amazon. And Amazon bring it to your house. And then when you go to home group, you just take it with you from your house. You know, uh, thinking about little things like that. Maybe someone is leading the the devotion, you know, that, that week or leading the discussion uh, at your home group. Um, if you ask him, hey, what is the discussion going to be about this week? What is the text we're going to look at? Looking at that text before and being ready mm-hmm. to contribute when discussion comes around, so that when the, the small group leader's not uh, fishing for answers, that there's not yeah. an awkwardness that, that's present there. You know, help the help the group to go along. Again, the childcare thing. I said I wasn't going to talk about childcare. This is the only thing I'll say about it. But a part of child, but a part of small groups is making sure that the children, not only that they're cared for, but they're also that they're being trained. That's yeah. a, that's a great way to serve families in the church, um, just by doing gospel ministry with yeah. the kids, with the children that might be present there. Um, all of those things are involved in the the, the, the service aspect of the church that are going to be more programmatic, right? There are going to be opportunities for you to serve in these particular areas, in these particular ways. Now, I know you, James, I know you're involved with uh, a lot of the musical aspect of worship that goes mm-hmm. on at the church week by week. Certainly, if you are musical at all, um, let the let the person who's in charge of leading the music let the pastor know that. Uh, not, not to say that you're, uh, hey, you know, uh, I'm I'm so skilled at the guitar, mm-hmm. like I need to play every single week. But just mm-hmm. to say, hey, I have gifts and I'm willing and ready to use them when when you're ready for me to be for me to be used. And then you know, I, prayerfully, hopefully, that the person who is is involved with leading the music will take note of that. But if they're not, and if you don't get to play like every single week. If you're doing the other things that I mentioned in the service, if you're singing, yeah. if you're participating, and if you're trying to get to know people, then just because you're not playing one Sunday doesn't mean that it's a Sunday where you can just check out. It doesn't mean that, yeah. you, hey, I'm going to go to Dollywood this Sunday because I'm not playing in the band. Uh, yeah. That's actually a really short-sighted way to look at serving the church. Um, so thinking about some of the, I, I think sometimes, and I'm a musician too. I love to play the guitar. I love to play the piano. Um, and I would love to do it every single week. Uh, but that's that. If I do it every single week, that also bumps some other people out who can do that, who yeah. are able to do that. And so, just saying, hey, God's given a variety of gifts, a variety of talents to people in the church, and let's let the whole church exercise its its gifts. In the same vein, a lot of Sundays I'll be here, but I won't be the one preaching. You know, I'll let someone else, I'm our associate pastor, another gifted individual in the church, let them to help out with the preaching. I won't teach every group that we have. Mm-hmm. Because there are other people in the church that can teach, even though I'm the pastor, even though I'm called here to teach, uh, you know that idea of me being served just as much as I desire to serve other people. I love to sit under the preaching of yeah. other people because I'm submitted to the word. It's not just hey, this is the Drew show and we're going to watch Drew do everything. No, yeah. I want to submit myself to other people. But insofar as I have gifts and I have skills, I want to use them as well. 
one area I'm not super gifted is in, in children's ministry, I would say. Like, that's just not like the way that I'm geared. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's not how I am. Does that mean that I never do anything with children? No, not at all. I, w- I want to be in, as involved as I, as I possibly can be with that. Uh, am I going to be in the nursery every single week holding babies? No, I'm not. Uh, that, that, you know, given given my particular place, my particular station. But if there's a need and there's no one else to hold babies and someone else is preaching, I'm not above that. You yeah. know, hey, let me let me go in there in the nursery and hold some babies. That, yeah. That'll be fine. Um, and and be and just be involved with that. So that that's a, just another way that you can you can look at serving the church. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting too that God gives us all these different gifts and talents and and passions and things that we can go after. Personally, when I was growing up, my church was full of a lot of retired teachers. Sure. And I feel like a lot of my spiritual growth and education came from studying with these retired yeah. teachers. I had a lady, her name was Miss Sally, loved her to death. Uh, she's gone now. But I used to, her house was just right down the road from the church. And so, uh, like I said in other podcasts, we were really involved in the church. My parents were always there. So I would lead the church, walk to Miss Sally's house, and we'd just sit on the porch with a Bible. And yeah. just just talk it out and and read and pray together and I learned so much from her and another lady Miss Greta she was a principal for years you know I learned so much from her and so just because you're retired and you think hey you know I, I'm I'm older now I don't have a whole lot to to give I just I've got time and if you need me to you know watch a kid I don't but watching that kid and allowing right. them to ask questions and to to pour into them. I mean, literally, that's I, I attribute right. a lot of my spiritual uh, growth to that. Yeah, God and His providence uses like regular, ordinary things. Like that's not even going to make like the front page of the local newspaper. Right. You know, like retired teacher reads Bible <laughs> with kid. You know, like exactly. that's not gonna that's not gonna make the front page of the newspaper. But in the kingdom of God, that's those are the kinds of things that He uses mm-hmm. to train the next generation to to uh, make sure the gospel is proclaimed and is preached. Uh, all those all those different kind uh, all those different kinds of things. So those are a few ways you can serve your church and let me just encourage you if you want to serve your church go to your pastor and say how can I help serve the church absolutely what, what needs does our church have right now and I guarantee you he's got a list of things that he's going to think of they might not all be things that you can take care of like hey we need the HVAC system replaced like okay <laughs> that's not me that's not something I'm gonna be able to do uh, but I guarantee you if you are able and you are willing um, he's gonna find a place for you to, to you for you to serve and you know maybe that you might not think that's the most meaningful thing the most meaningful job but i guarantee you if your if your pastor asks you to help serve yeah. and then you joyfully help and and serve in that way if nothing else your service will be encouraging your pastor most of it is encouraging him to say like this these individuals or this individual cares about the work of the ministry even if yeah. it's Taking out the trash, even if it's yeah. rolling up the cords after after the worship team is done, those yeah. different, even if it's watching babies, you know, all those different kinds of things. Um, I, I think that just encouraging the pastor into preaching the gospel and saying, "Hey, these people mm-hmm. care about the gospel," um, is a big thing. Another way you can serve the church, um, another way you can you can be involved in this is. If you're coming on Sunday morning and you're hearing the gospel preached, like I said, Sunday morning is about the saints, right? It's a gathering for the saints. It's not primarily for those who are not Christians. It's primarily for the saints. That's the primary audience there. Mm -hmm. Um, A way you can serve your church is not just by serving the building, but by serving the people that, that comprise the church. 
Um, who who is sick and needs to be taken a casserole this mm-hmm. week? You know, who who has children at home and you know needs a break? They, mom and dad need a date night. You know, what would it take for you to go and watch their kids? Not on church time. Friday night, you know, what would it look like for you to sacrifice a Friday night so that mom and dad can go on a date so they can talk without little ears being around them, all that kind of stuff? What would it look like for you to find a brother or sister in the church and just say, hey, let's meet together once a week for Mm -hmm. 10 weeks and let's read through the book of Romans together and let's pray together? Like, what would that look like? Uh, Would that not be a great way to serve the church, to serve the body of the church? There's all kinds of great resources for looking at that. But that is not something that takes like a special program or a special like in, intentionality, like that the whole church is doing this. No, you can just do that on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe find a brother or a sister, you know, if you're a man or if you're a woman, that you're going to text each other Wednesday morning prayer requests or text each other a scripture you've read mm-hmm. this week that's encouraging or a thought. What might that do in the life of the church? It's a great thing to consider. It's a great way just to serve the church, to serve the body of Christ that's present there. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, I'll call him out, Mr. Vernon at our church that plays the drums. He's a funny guy, always got something funny to say, and it never fails. Uh, I'll, I'll wake up and I'll have a, a, a picture, some kind of cartoon that he sent me of something that's hilarious, and it honestly just makes my day, you know, uh, and then I, I don't really ever contribute anything back because I'm not a funny guy, but <laughs> he, he cracks me up, you know, and what an amazing service that is that he... He does, and I'm not the only one he sends that sure. to. You know, there's, there's tons of people that he does that for. Uh, right in the middle of whatever he's going through, he's still lifting other people's spirits. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's just it's it's a simple thing of just having you know having relationships with other people, and yeah. and that helps you so much to be able to better know how to serve them because it doesn't really take like rocket science to figure out how to serve the church if you actually have relationships with people who are in the church and you know their needs and you know what difficult circumstances exactly. or joyful circumstances that they're yeah. walking to that they need help with. So um, th- those are those are just a few of the ways to serve some of the spiritual needs um, of the church. And I, I just encourage you to think about it from that perspective too, not just how do I serve the church's physical needs. I think that's the direction we always go to. Yeah. But the church, the, the mission of the church is primarily spiritual in nature and that we're about spiritual things. So reframing the question even just in that way might really help you in understanding how you might serve the church. Yeah, and I think that will help the whole being burned out yeah. situation. Yeah. I think that's what people are so afraid of. Well, if I if I volunteer for this, then they're going to have me volunteer for this, and then I'm going to end up just getting burned out like I did at my last church. Sure. I mean, I've heard that over and over and over again, but I think, um, uh, first of all, having leadership, I know like uh, for my, my worship team, I, I have a rotation. We don't, you know, I've got some guys that play once a month, I've got some people that love to play every single week, uh, you know, and so having that, just set it up the way you need to set it up, and and people are going to be pouring into you because that's how they're giving, and so it's it's a give take. And I think that the I think that the important the important thing about this to remember is that we don't we don't serve because God needs us to serve, right? Like God doesn't God is self sufficient; He doesn't need us. Rather, we serve because there there is joy in serving the Lord. There is joy in, yeah. in doing these kinds of things. Now, the church might have a legitimate need, and you might be the God-ordained means that that need is going to be met in your particular church, in your particular circumstance. But let's face it, at the end of the day, 
that your your contribution to that situation should not arise out of a desire for your own like self sufficiency yeah. to be like uh, the the that that flame to be fanned to fan your own ego, but desire for you to say, if God has loved me and cared for me so much, He has given me this resource yeah. for this purpose. How good is it that I'm? God loves a cheerful giver. God yeah. loves a cheerful servant. So not to build up your ego or to say, hey, God really needs me to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we begin to walk down that road, we we are we're too prideful, and we need to be we need to be mindful of mindful of that. Yeah. Um, because God loves a cheerful giver. God will provide for His church and for what for what His church needs to make sure the gospel is proclaimed. It might not always be in the most glamorous way or in the way that we uh, think that He should provide, but you can be certain He will provide um, what, whatever it is that that His church is, is going to be needing. Because he, He's the giver of all good gifts. Absolutely, man. Great words today. Uh, I love <clears throat> again the study of the church. I think it's great. We've got two more episodes that are going to be coming. Uh, talking about the church, and uh, this was, I believe, this was episode number eight. Um, so and the reason we only have ten is because we weren't sure like how much higher we could count after ten. So we just kind of stopped it at ten. <laughs> you could take our shoes just, off, to yeah, count. just to make sure. So <laughs> there you go. Well, anyways, yeah, I'm really excited. I I think this is great, and uh, I appreciate always that you come out and and share this with us and take the time. Uh, we also appreciate all of our listeners, all of our our people watching on YouTube as well. Um, uh, you can always send us an email at information dot I think it's info I in it's not information so I messed up I think so I think it's info at creeksidefellowshiptn.org you can find that on our website which is <laughs> creeksidefellowshiptn.com which if that's not confusing <laughs> you know I don't I don't know what is tune in is. next week we'll confuse you a little bit more <laughs> it'll be good to see you guys back here next week on the Creekside Podcast <laughs>